Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Singer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. We are talking Step 7 tonight, which is Surrender, and we're going to be talking about getting humbled a little by that. My name is Kelly Fox, and my beautiful host is Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing well, thank you. Good to hear your voice. Yours, too. I love doing this show. <laughs> I, I love uh, for Terry and I to come together and talk about these 12 steps. They're very dear to me. Um, I use them in my daily life on the daily. Uh, and... Um, Getting together each week and talking about them, you know, keeps them fresh in my mind, keeps the tools fresh in my mind. And I really hope that when you guys come here each week, it it does the same for you. That's why we're here. We're here for you um, to help you uh, integrate these steps into your life and be able to walk more on a path towards freedom. Um, We just want to remind everyone that these 12 steps are from Rhonda Britton, the CEO and founder of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you would like to find out more about it, you can go to fearlessliving.org. We have an amazing guest coach on tonight, and I'm super excited to have her back because it's been a little while since she's been with us, and so I'm super, super excited. So please, everyone, welcome Sylvia McIntosh. How are you doing tonight, (laughs) Sylvia? Oh, I am so excited to be back, Kelly and Terry. I have missed you guys, and I'm really glad. Oh, I have missed you Not so much, ladies. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Well, one good thing about the shut-ins and the fact that it caused me to lose a job that I had is that now I'm available to be up this time of night since I'm in the Eastern time zone. <laughs> it's midnight for me. <laughs> oh, so yeah. glad to be here with you guys again. <laughs> we appreciate you staying up late with us. Oh, thank you. It's an honor. Yeah, we we love having guest coach uh, guest coaches on the show, and love it even more when they are our dear friends. So, um, talking tonight about surrender, let's start it off with Sylvia. Why don't you share with us what does surrender mean to you, and how do you use it in your daily life? or with your clients? You know, I looked this up again. You mentioned Rhonda Britton. Of course, we're all deeply indebted to Rhonda Britton since she's where we got our training and our certification. But one of the other programs that she has is Fearless Living for Life. And in that program, surrender is step number 12. And so I reread all of that again today. Uh, 12 of 12, um, so different order than pathways to change. But one of the things that really struck me about surrender is how it has to do with letting go of our idea of how things should be or how it should turn out and Mm -hmm. recognizing that always know. And what I have been working on here lately, I am now doing on Facebook Live at 8 o'clock 
on in Eastern Daylight Time, 8 o'clock in the morning. I've started Forgiveness oh, Fridays. Love it. And I, I thank you. I get on and I talk for about 15 or 20 minutes about forgiveness. I introduce one of Rhonda's exercises. But to me, the point of the forgiveness, which is the same as the surrender, is letting go of my idea of what this should have looked like. And so a big part for me of the forgiveness that ties into the surrender and then, of course, the humility of, no, I'm really not in charge, (laughs) is the idea of letting go of what I think retribution or justice should look like. Mm. So it's trusting in in how some people would say God, some people would say the universe, or some sort of power bigger than individual human effort that is actually in control. And, And at times it certainly seems that individuals have a lot of power and a lot of control and don't always use it for the benefit of the greater good. Yeah, so my practice during this shut-in has really been I need to focus on forgiving everyone that when I think about gets me riled, whether it's the way the news reports something, whether it's the Mm -hmm. slant the news report has that makes me mad at a certain individual, whether it's a business owner, whether it's a medical researcher, whether it's a political official, I cannot afford to spend my days in anger and frustration. But I can collectively work toward the concept of forgiveness and surrender and trust that all of this is going to, in the long run, shake out and benefit us. It's a chance to sit Mm -hmm. back and think about what we've been doing without thought without considering how it has an impact on each other and start looking at that, that we don't have to fight for a single pie. There's actually plenty to go around. Mm -hmm. And when we share, we feel richer anyway. So surrender has to do with all Mm -hmm. that for me. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, we've, we've talked about a couple of those things already this month about letting go um, of control. I think when you were talking, I thought of letting, surrendering the idea that I know best. Um, yeah. <laughs> because that's not always an easy thing to do, right? We think we know all of the factors playing into whatever a situation is, and still we don't know the best way for it to happen we know what we want to happen um we might know what we think should happen right but we really don't know what the best thing is and when we can surrender to what happened is gonna you know whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen and and trust that it is for our good and it is the best way for it to happen that takes a lot of humility on my part to mm-hmm. to surrender to the fact that I'm I my way is not the best way possibly or the only way. 
Yeah. Or the only way. That's a good way of putting it, too. Um, yeah. So yeah. how do you feel... How do you feel about how humility has played into um, this process that you're going through right now with uh, forgiveness and uh, how you're addressing um, all of your feelings towards everything that's going on? Well, I don't think I can approach forgiveness, which in a way is a form of surrender, without humility because I have Mm -hmm. humility to me involves a willingness to recognize I am not in control and I am willing to listen for and look for other ideas. Mm -hmm. And forgiveness has to do, for me, has to do with, most of the time it has to do with letting go of um, what I think would have been just and right. Mm-hmm. And so maybe justice is, there's a, a broader definition to justice that is more divine or spiritual or universal mm-hmm. than what we think of as human justice, which is more of a tit-for-tat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's something bigger, better, broader out there. But I have to get off my high horse of wishing I would it would go this way or that this would happen and be willing to say, well, to, to quote the prayer, not my way, but thine. And I'm ready to listen and I'm ready to obey. Yeah. I've always I'm thought of humility. Yeah. I've always thought of humility as being teachable. Um, you know, being willing to be vulnerable, teachable, to say, to say there's other ways to look at things, and just having that willingness to to see see possibilities. And I know one of my I was talking to one of my daughters today that's just so frustrated with this whole thing, uh, to the point where you know it's really affecting her ability to um, you know almost function. And I was telling her, well, you know, think about because she she knows about fearless living and. Think about what you have control over. Think about your faith. Think about, you know, what what you understand in your your spiritual journey, what the end product, you know, what where are we headed? You know, we're we're in on a process of learning. We're here on a pathway of learning and uh being open to what, what you might learn and, and it she's listened a little bit, but you know, it's hard to talk to your own children. And uh but she <laughs> Yeah, she. It was interesting I was to ask, watch. How did that go? Yeah, well, and it was it was just interesting to even observe that. You know, I was really curious and and watching the way that she was feeling and how you know how can I assist her in um, in letting go of that, of surrendering that, and and going about her business in a way that she can be open to possibilities and not be closed off to this being, you know, this is all a big hoax and blah, 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 you know, that she goes on about. And uh, it was just interesting to, to talk to her and to, to think about her her reaction and how she's dealing with this. And, you know, it's just kind of interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the situation that's going on right now with COVID-19 is is affecting everybody differently. And I think mm-hmm. I think you 
it's an it's a it's a opportunity to surrender to the fact that people are going to react differently, um, and mm-hmm. you know surrender to the fact that we don't have control over what the government does or what other people choose to do. We can only control what we do and how we react and how we take mm-hmm. care of ourselves and our family. And that's not always easy to do, especially at this time when people are getting sick and people are dying and you it is a time of feeling maybe powerless and and when you are scared and you feel powerless you're going to act in a you know, you're gonna act out, right? You're gonna be on that will of fear and doing those fear responses. And so it's our opportunity because we are coaches and we have tools and, and all of that kind of stuff to, to really step up. So I love that you're talking, um, Sylvia, that you're starting to do Facebook live because I think that right now at this time, it's so important for us to step up and share those tools and help, um, help the people see that there's, there's a better way to get through this, and um, there's a way to let go of this fear of not having control and for positive things to come of that, you know, to find peace, to find joy in in the midst of this situation um, can come from surrendering. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Well, it took a certain amount of surrendering just to do the Facebook Live. It's something I've kind of been hiding from, trying to avoid, really didn't want to go that route. Mm-hmm. Until Rhonda was talking about how important it is to make sure people know help is out there. Because this is scary. This is something we've well, never done scary. before. Yeah, yeah, and for some people, it is terrifying not to know. And this is a great time to get coaching, to learn to be able to stop and take a breath. And as Terry mentioned earlier, take a look at, well, what do you have control over? Mm-hmm. And what don't you have control over? And in the areas that you do have control, what can you do? And in the areas where you don't, what can you, can you shift about how you perceive it or how often you spend time looking at it? in order to keep from driving yourself crazy. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Rhonda actually shared a really great tool with us about what we have control over and what we don't have control over. And for those listening, if you if you draw a you get a piece of paper and draw um a T on there and on one side you're going to keep track of the things you can control. And on the other side, you're going to write a list of things you can't control. And if you really, if you really think about all the things you can control, that list will be long. And if you can focus on those things that you can control, you'll start to feel like you have your power back and you have, you know, quote unquote, control of your life. And, um, I think that it's it's a really powerful exercise to do. Mhm. Yes, it is. Um, 
Sylvia, is there something else that has really supported you at this time, a tool that you've used to uh, support you in uh, letting go uh, or um, whatnot? I've really been focusing on the forgiveness exercises because there for a while, especially when this first started, there were so many things that were so frustrating. Why did it take Mm -hmm. so long for people to take action. And then when action was taken, it became evident that people had been thinking about maybe needing to take this step for a while, but then they didn't say so. So as an example, the way schools, of course, I don't know how it works in in California specifically, but in Ohio, we were told on Thursday that Friday would be the teacher's last day. The kids would be their last day on Friday, which was two weeks earlier than expected for the spring break, but we were not to say anything Mm -hmm. to the kids. So they wouldn't be all agitated on Friday and they would find out later in the day on Friday, they weren't coming back on Monday. And then, so that was like no time to prepare the kids to the point where I was even told I I was doing a long-term substitute position at that time because I'm not a full-time teacher, but I'm a substitute and I had a long-term sub position. So I asked, um, so should I have the kids take all their personal belongings home as if it were like the end of the year or like they were getting ready for break, you know, to make sure they have all their stuff? And I was told, no, don't do that. That's the principal's call. So I, I, I couldn't even tell the kids, make sure you have all your mittens and scarves and jackets with you because you're not coming back for two weeks mm-hmm. or three weeks because it was two weeks before the one-week spring break. And now we're not going back. So the kids don't mm-hmm. have their stuff. So that mm. kind of ticked me off for a while. And then on Monday, we had the teacher day to prepare the building, and what we learned was, as of 2 o'clock today, you can't come back to the building. So anything you need to take home, you've got to get it ready now. And, by the way, you also need once a week to be posting assignments for your kids. So get something ready so that I can send that out today and get yourself ready to be gone by 2 o'clock. That's your notice. So we had... Mm -hmm. The teachers had, I'm going to say, three and a half hours notice that they had to be out of the building because Mm -hmm. we learned at the beginning of a meeting at 10, but the meeting didn't break up at 10.05. The meeting went on for a while, and then we got to leave. So that was frustrating. So that's why once I got home, I thought, you know what, I'm I'm so this. The only answer for me on on this kind of thing, I have got to forgive all of this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All of these decisions which may have felt so unfair and last minute were made by people who were trying to pull in information and they didn't have all the information. And then by the time they got it, it was like, well, what do we do that's safest? Okay, this is the way we're going to have to do it. And so... As I started practicing this forgiveness of the superintendent and the principals and the state school board and so on and so forth, and then taking it up to the governor and the the president and so on, I thought, you know what, this would be even more powerful if I would invite people on the journey with me. Because mm-hmm. I thought if this forgiveness movement that I am doing in my own home is helping me, then I'm going to share it. And so I've invited people to join me because this is an area we can control. We can sit home and we can stew by ourselves and fuss at each other all day long, or we can sit (laughs) home 
can choose to practice forgiveness, to practice cherishing the innocence, to practice knowing that no matter how bad this feels, some good will come from this, and eventually we'll see it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there a particular forgiveness tool that has supported you? No, I go back and forth between them because it depends on what it is. The things that get me stirred up the most, where I'm just like, oh, that was so stupid. What I like to use is is the list that Rhonda has, where on one side you say, okay, I'm really mad about this. And then immediately on the other side of the paper, is it's a T-shape, like you were just talking about for the power, uh, control, no control, you do the same thing. The first column mm-hmm. is, I'm so mad about, or I'm angry, or whatever it is, about this. And then immediately on the other column next to it, you write, I forgive you. And then you go to the next thing. How could you possibly have, I forgive you? I wish you hadn't, and I forgive you. So when I really yeah, it up, I like that one because, yeah, each step along the way, it's like, I forgive you, I forgive you, I forgive you. And then I remember, yes, that's where I want to be. Because the first few times mm-hmm. I write it, I don't believe <laughs> Eventually, I start to believe it. Now, if I am less agitated, but perhaps hurt on a more personal level, then I like Mm -hmm. to take Rhonda's starters and write the forgiveness letter. Um, This is an exercise that when, when she does it at the Fearless Foundation Workshop, which if you haven't attended I think she is the, the next one's going to be online or something like that. Anyway, if you get a chance to attend Rhonda's Realist Foundation Workshop, which is a three-day workshop, you should definitely go. And she uses this exercise there, and she starts by having you write a letter to yourself. Forgive something in yourself that you have done that you wish you hadn't done or maybe something you didn't do that you think you really should have done. And she provides sentence starters, Um which, of course, now that I'm trying to think about it, I can't think of a single one. But there are eight of them. And as I go through the process of what I wish had happened and what hurt me was, and I can't remember what the other ones are, through that process, I will eventually start to see how I got involved, how I contributed. Because uh, one of the things Rhonda talks about is when we are in fear and we are acting out, there's a need we're trying to get met. Right, mm-hmm. And we, we stay in arguments or we stay in unhappy situations because on some level there's something we're trying to get out of it and we don't know how to do it. As I write that letter, that really helps me identify what I was trying to accomplish and therefore how I contributed to this thing that has brought me so much pain. And once again now by the end of the letter I can take a look at, so what do I have control over here? I can't control you. I can't control what you said or what happened. But I can control how I feel about it now. I can control, am I going to keep carrying this rock on my heart, weighing me down forward? Or am I going to recognize that this was an event that happened in the past? And I'm going to leave the energy in the past, which isn't the same as saying it doesn't matter but it's saying it is over unless I choose to relive it. And if I'm tired of reliving it, now is when I can take a look at it, forgive it, drop that negative energy, and move forward with a lighter heart. 
And then it mm-hmm. also helps you see the innocence of the other person involved. One thing I say to clients a lot when they, we get into discussions about people that are just so unreasonable is, so how many people do you think wake up in the morning and their first thought is, oh, you know what, today I'm going to see how many people's day I can ruin just by being really rude, being really bitter. I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be an idiot and a mean person all day today. That's my goal. I just want to be mean. Yeah. People don't wake up thinking, I want to be mean. They wake up thinking, I'm in pain. I don't know what to do. And when we don't know what to do, we lash out. So when I can recognize that somebody lashing out at me really probably had little, if anything, to do with me, it was their own pain, then mm-hmm. I can hold them in a gentler spot. And those rocks fall off of my heart. And I move forward lighter, freer, open to options. And next time something like this comes up, I'm not so fast to jump on the defense wagon. I'm willing to listen, be curious, be accepting, be tolerant. Yeah. I love everything you're saying. It's so good. And if if any of the listeners have more questions about the forgiveness exercises that Sylvia is talking about, please contact us um, either at the website, uh, fearlessgenerations.org, or on our Facebook page. Um, We'd love to get you uh, those starter sentences or um, Mm -hmm. whatever you might might need to know. And Sylvia is uh, tagged on our page, too, so if you want to talk directly with her, or learn more about her Facebook Live um, on Fridays, uh, then um, you can uh, you can uh, see her there as well. Um, awesome. So yeah, my my coaching yeah. page is called Make Your Life Your Own with Sylvia McIntosh. So it's the Make Your Life Good. Your Own is where the Facebook Love Live it. happens. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, Thank and you. feel free to. Feel free to post that on our Facebook page, the Fearless Generation Facebook page, okay. uh, so that the listeners can uh, easily get there. Um, so we are we're getting short on time, so I want to ask you um, what would be the most important thing you would want our listeners to get out of the call tonight, Sylvia? Surrendering is a choice. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a choice of power. It's not giving up. It's a willingness to listen to what I don't know yet. Love that. Mm-hmm. Terry? Yeah, I, I've i just been uh, thinking of all the things that Sylvia is saying and just wanted to go, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> I think when we when we think about surrendering, I also like to think about uh, the number of things we can surrender. Forgiveness is certainly an act of surrendering, um, and I think it's probably one of the most potent ones that we can participate in by seeing others' innocence and knowing that it's their stuff and being able to have compassion for them and know that they're just trying to get their needs met. And I think that probably helps me more than anything in surrendering my past experiences that I was hanging on to that were making my heart heavy 
and burdening my soul, you know, being able to forgive myself as well as others was that that whole idea that people are just trying to get their needs met. That's what, and they just don't know how to do it appropriately. They haven't been taught. They haven't had the experience. And so they do it the best they can. And in the meantime, they hurt other people or, or they hurt themselves as well. So I think remembering Mm -hmm. that people are doing the best they can is a really compassionate act that helps us in surrendering our hurt feelings, surrendering our attachment to outcomes, surrendering our fear, um, and, and embracing our faith, embracing our hope, our compassion, and our willingness to see others' innocence. I think that's really important. And I kept thinking of that while I was listening to, uh, to Sylvia talk. So that's what I would like to um, leave our listeners with tonight. Thank you. Uh, yeah, for me, um, I think being willing to to be humble, to see that you may not have the only way or the best way for something to happen and allow your process to be your process and allow your journey to be your journey and not feel like you have to micromanage it, micromanage it but that um, it's going to unfold as it is, um, as it, as it's supposed to, and that all lessons and experiences are for your good. I think that is the biggest thing that I'm, that I am practicing right now is that all of this is going to be for our, how can I, how can I support that in happening you know, in seeing opportunities and possibilities with, with my family and myself. So we thank you so much, Sylvia, for being on the call with mm-hmm. us. Um, we hope you come well, thank back. Thank you for having me back. Yes, yes, yes. With and love, everyone, too. everyone, until next week, be fearless. Mm-hmm. Be fearless. <laughs> Good night. Good night.